0: Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michaels Show. And a lot to get to this hour. Obviously, we were kind of wrapping things up in the last hour, talking a little bit about the Q&A with Matt LaFleur and the whole David Bakhtiari thing and uh, the conspiracy theories that are floating around that. In addition to that, uh, the one... Thing that we really have not discussed is the uh, the proposals now for uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and such to stay and fixing up the area and, you know, fixing up, um, you know, obviously American Family Field, keeping the Brewers here until 2050 uh, or keeping that state that stadium relevant until 2050, which means it would be, you know, 49 year stadium, 49 year old stadium by the time. Uh, the next lease would be due, and uh, which, you know, come on. I mean, you've got uh, Wrigley Field's been around, um, Fenway's been around. Uh, there's been other stadiums that have lasted a long, long time. So 50 years is not, you know, any kind of out-of-the-realm possibility or probability. Um, I think at some point you do say enough, uh, but you also have to remember there's always another city out there willing to take your team. And so you really need to weigh those options. And it's up to, it went from 400 and something million. Now they're sitting at about $600 million uh, with the brewers kicking in 100 So a $500 million investment between the city um, and the, the state. Uh, there's talk about an entertainment complex and such that would be built in that area, which I, I don't know specifically where you would start doing that, only for the fact that you've got some warehouses and stuff down there. And you've also got now areas of... Uh, of commerce down there you've got badger rail or badger wire and a couple other businesses that have firmly become entrenched down there there's palermo's which is not far down the road uh, there's only so many places that you can start you know building these complexes that people are talking about with apartment buildings and such let me say this okay um i i know you know and again. Maybe if you're outside of the area, you don't know the specific areas I'm talking about, but I know they're talking about this big, massive 1,000-unit condo complex uh, in the Mayfair area, and everybody wants to build these high-end luxury apartments, and everybody thinks, boy, that's great, okay? That's awesome. But when you can't sell them, and everywhere they're building luxury apartments, okay? You're talking two, $3,000 a month luxury apartments, two-bedroom, You know, 1,800-square-foot, $3,000-a-month apartments. Now, I have a house that is larger than that, that is a four-bedroom home, five floors. I mean, and I pay $2,100 a month in a mortgage. You know, I get that the mortgage industry right now has slowed down because of the inflation, and if you want to call it a recession, whatever. But you... You can only build so many homes and so many high-end luxury apartments before it starts to go south and it turns into low-end apartments. And that's the fear for a lot of property owners. And I can get into a whole diatribe and political aspect and all the different things that go along with it. But... It's great if you're going to build these loft apartments and you've got enough people that are going to satisf- satisfy these things. And you're going to build all these different bars and restaurants and all these entertainment areas and such. But let me say two things. One is nobody wants to go to Water Street anymore because of the crime. The bars in Water Street in that area, which used to thrive, it used to be the place to go in the city. They, one, nobody goes there because of the crime. So it, 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 it is killed. I hate to use that terminology, but it's killed the downtown street life area because the crime is ridiculous. You can turn on the television every damn day and hear about three and four and five and seven multiple shootings, people dead everywhere in the city of Milwaukee. So don't talk to me about building more entertainment districts when you can't control the crime in, the own, in your city. OK, it's garbage. It's a lie. Because nobody's going to go there, because what's going to happen is you're going to build all this stuff that's new. Which, first of all, will then abandon what you have already downtown. Secondly, you're taking the, the presence of anybody downtown and moving it to a different area. Which will then become crime infested. Because you can't control it now, so what makes you think you're going to control it then? And you're going to waste that amount of money, waste that amount of space. You're going to watch rollover, especially when you're talking about an economy that we're in right now. And everybody's got these grand ideas. They want to build a 1,000 units out in Mayfair. They want to build all these different apartments. Hell, over here where I live, I'm not thrilled about it, but they got a great big new complex going in over here. They've been adding apartments like crazy right off of the highway, like crazy. And maybe it's a whole bunch of people that don't want to buy homes right now. Who knows? I don't know. But you you're you're not fixing up problem areas you're just moving problems from place to place to place to place and then you're left with the same thing in another 20 years going i can't believe that nobody's coming here well you can't park a car without it get it stolen get it stolen you can't walk up and down the streets without getting shot you know start first with some of your own issues in your city clean, clean up your city make your city better and then begin to expand outward and I get it. The more people that go downtown are the more people that go downtown that have the ability to example and sample all the different things you have to offer. But I think right now what your primary source uh, of, of concern should be is just get the stadium fixed to the point that you can actually keep revenue flowing, keep the team in town, because nobody wants to lose the Milwaukee Brewers, let's be honest, fix that problem, and then figure on expanding and moving outward like you know, dropping, like I said, the pond, the, the, the stone in the pond, and watch the ripples then go out. But tell me where you're going to expand, where you're going to build all these different things. Yeah, you probably have some room and some space, uh, storefront space and such, and maybe a couple of areas that you could build upon because you're not going to fill up the parking lots on the continuum. I get that, unless you're in the postseason every year, and then the postseason becomes primary real estate when it comes to parking. I understand all of that. The brewers also want to keep a culture of tailgate, and you can do that. So don't, don't use that as your only sole example of, oh, my God, you can't build down here because we want all the money. Okay. That that's a horse crap example too. Okay, that's a that's a bad argument, because they do it in many different cities, and other teams make money as people around the area go and build bars and restaurants, and they spend their money in different areas. Teams make money. Okay, so inner city teams that have that uh, that 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 structure that facility downtown, you just buy your own property, build your own assets, and rate reap the rewards from that too. But the bottom line is just keep the damn team here, get the thing fixed, whatever it needs to be infrastructurally, whether it's the bogeys and such on the roof and some of the things that need to be fixed. Uh, but the rest of this stuff becomes just a bunch of garble after a while where you've got a lot of people politically just screaming at one another across the aisles. And meanwhile, the main the main topic gets lost in the shuffle because everybody wants to put all this fat on top of something that's just there to be done. And I've said it all along. I said, we, you and I are going to listen to a lot of people from a lot of different sides politically scream and yell and tell everybody what's best. And then the bottom bottom line is, just get the damn thing fixed.
1: So Bill I, I agree with you 100 we got to get this funded first and I know everybody's got great ideas about a beer district and like let's get the hop running out there and all these di- we just need to get the stadium funded first I also think first the of Brewers- all the
0: hop is a <laughs> running paperweight that is a if I could use strong language I would that is a giant piece of blank it every time it passes me I see one person on it I think it's the same guy He's- I, I, and I, I'm downtown often I have never seen that thing with more more than two or three people on it, ever. It is the biggest waste of money ever in this city. It, it's a giant piece of blank. So let's get that out of the way, this whole thing. Bring the hop. Nobody rides it as it is. So just stop it. Just stop it. Just run more buses down there if it's that easy. You don't have to build the infrastructure for the buses. The buses are already there. They have wheels. They can go anywhere. So that whole thing with the hop, stop.
1: Well, and, and a lot of bars run shuttles down there, too, and they do a really good job. Right? Like, a lot of people take them, so I'm, I'm glad that that option is available. I think also that the stadium is in this awkward middle ground where it's close enough to downtown. Like, it's only, what, five minutes off the, the Van Buren Street exit? It's close enough to downtown where people can just go downtown after the game if they want, but and it's not far enough out to be its own thing. Like, if the stadium was in Pewaukee, you could make a day of it. You could go out there, and if there were bars and restaurants, you could spend the day out there but it's close enough to downtown and close enough to other things where I I don't really know that it makes sense to justify a whole new area of bars and restaurants because it's already so close or it's close enough to downtown and all these other bars and restaurants. It's in this awkward middle ground. Absolutely. And so
0: if I'm the downtown businesses and people are going to say, I'm going to build this big venue, instead of building it down the street that would bring more people into your area, you're going to build it Five miles away or three miles away, which is really not going to be conducive to anything that's going to benefit the actual downtown area. Am I going to want it? No. You've got a ton of beautiful uh, restaurant space and bar space. I mean, you've got historic bars like Buck Bradley that are closing. You know, you've got historic bars over on Water Street that are nobody's going there. You know, you built this unbelievable deer district. And they can't get enough help to be even be open during the postseason. I remember going there last year for the playoffs when the Bucks were in the playoffs. And one of those places, and I'm, I walked in, I'm like, why is this half empty? But yet you're on an hour wait. Oh, we don't have enough people. We we can't get people to work. People don't want to work now. And then you would have built another district where people don't want to work. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, the, it's a get people off their asses and back to work and then worry about building more for more people to go back to work. This whole thing about, well, it'll create jobs. You have jobs now. You can't find people for the service industry anymore. They don't want to work. They don't want to do it. And then you want to run the hop and build all these bars and restaurants. Oh, it's a great idea. And they'll all be closed because nobody wants to work in them anymore. Dumbest ass thing ever in the history of ever it's just it's so moronic just get the stadium fixed let's enjoy baseball and then if things begin to matriculate to where the the workforce comes back and they actually want to get off their dead asses and do something that has actual labor to it maybe just maybe then you might build something that actually encompasses people going back to work and people partying and having a little bit of fun downtown in a beer district that's great uh, everybody wants a beer district. Well, the deer district is failing because there's nobody going down there because nobody wants to work. Water Street's failing because nobody wants to work and nobody wants to go get shot. So fix the city first and then worry about building more districts and more places for people to go so they can gather in mass groups and get shot. There you go.
1: Anything else? Or is that pretty good?
0: Was that was that okay? Yeah,
1: I, I, I think you I think you hit on all the angles. I don't think I've to add. It just
0: is. It's it's I live in this city. I, I go down there all the time. I'm I'm constantly harassed by homeless people wanting money that get angry at you if you don't give it to them. I go to Water Street and nobody goes there because nobody wants to get shot. You got to keep looking out the window to see if your car is still there because the th- the car theft in Milwaukee is ridiculous. I got a friend of mine that works for the Milwaukee Police Department, and she's a she's an intern. Okay, his daughter is an intern, and all she does this is all she does. She she inputs data for stolen cars. That's what she does. She sits in front of a computer and puts it. 71 vehicles in a week were stolen in the city of Milwaukee. 71! And you wonder why nobody wants to go downtown. And there's no, you get your car stolen. This is the process. You get your car stolen. And they they call you up and they say, hey, we found your car. Uh, We caught the perpetrator. Okay. It takes you longer to get your car back than it does for the person to be processed and, and either convicted or what have you. They're out on the street before you even get your car back. How effed up is that? So th- this whole thing about we got to build, we got to expand, we got to do this, who's going to work? Why don't you figure out a better way to get people off of their asses to go back to work to actually get involved in the service industry again? before you go building a bunch of bars and restaurants. Think about the crime that you have in the city that you live in right now that nobody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to gloss. Oh, it's wonderful. It's great. It is great. It's a great city. I love this city. It's the reason I stayed here. But let's stop with the the horse blank patches over everything and act like it doesn't exist. It's a problem. And you've got a lot of people down there that want to talk about all these different things and budgets and education, and we're going to do this. You're full of crap arrest the criminals, keep them in jail. Build more jails. I'm I, you know what? Screw the beer district. Build a jail down there. You've got wasted land. Build build a beer district. Put put a beer district below the jail. And everybody else that does minor crimes, put them in jail and leave them there. And then maybe when you start cracking down on crime, you won't have the crime. But we're such a soft wussification society. It's unbelievable. And I don't want to get too political here, but that's part of the problem. It takes you longer to get your stolen car back than it does to process and release the criminal that stole it. That's what's effed up about this whole situation. Ah. There you go. So anyway, I went off on a tangent. So that's it. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. More of The Bill Michael Show coming up next.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping?
2: I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements when the Pella people left. You had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do.
3: Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Six ninety nine APR for hundred and twenty months. Certain restrictions apply. See shower for details. Offers end at nine thirty twenty
0: twenty three. You know, I use- Usually, uh, I listen to what uh, Ebo and the guys have to say in the morning, and uh, I kind of have to filter in my own head as to what comes out of their grills, just to make sure that we're on the same page. But this one is brilliant, and I guess Ebo's listening, uh, right, Grant?
1: Yeah, I've been texting back and forth with Ebo because this stadium topic—they were hitting it hard this morning too.
0: Yeah, um, the uh, he said, uh, "Build the jails." above the infrastructure for the, uh, the this beer district and have a work release program and let the those that are in the jails staff the uh, the bars and restaurants.
1: One hand washes the other. It's not too bad. Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> I would do that. And then this is this is taking it a step further. Whatever it is those particular pr- people are in jail for, You know, let's just say it's the the criminality of car theft. Whatever damage and fines and stuff they rack up, their tips and money goes to restitution. And you are not allowed out of jail until you get, say, minimal, a four-star rating of service. And plus the money that you've earned pays back the restitution. Then you can leave jail. But until then, you can't. How about that? Killing two birds with one stone, but it's too smart. It's it's just it's too smart. It's 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 inhumane to some. Oh, you you mean they got to work for it? They get they got they got to repay this? What? That's the thinking of some. So now I I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, you want to build a district down there? Okay, we'll do it. On top of it, instead of building a thousand unit apartment building, we're going to put a thousand unit jail. We're going to make it a, a really harsh, heavy-duty jail, but you get work release for five hours a day. Your five hours will be spent working downstairs in the bars and the restaurants. If you don't get at least a rating by patrons of a four-star or better, and all the money that you make then goes back to restitution. So you're basically working for nothing until your debt is paid, both financially and physically via society, then you can go back out into society. This makes too much sense. This is scary. This is scary. This is this is good. Ebo uh, sitting wherever Ebo is right now. Whatever he's drinking, it's working. He's got some thought juice flowing today. I like that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Do it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh this one's from uh, Chris. Chris says, uh, "Hey Bill, great rant on the city of Milwaukee. I live here, and I understand everyone's pain." Uh, crime has been running rampant for a while, and it was epitomized by the shooting at the Pfizer forum during the Bucks playoff run. That's when really the thing the thing began to slide. Uh, you know what? It's funny. I just had written that almost verbatim. Oh, and maybe you were following me on the live stream. I, I just responded to uh, somebody on the live stream and saying the exact same thing. That that's really when the spotlight came bright on the city of Milwaukee was during the Bucks playoff run. Um, when they had the shootings downtown at the Deer District, and it has been something that has been problematic since. So um, anyway, there you go. Um, What else do we have? Uh, Michael says uh, that's not the problem. It makes total sense. Uh, The reason why they don't is because so many other people have had those uh, chances and have screwed up those chances. There you go uh <laughs> um, yeah we got a whole bunch of political side of stuff i don't really want to get into i don't want to go any deeper into this the bottom line is that eventually the brewers thing is going to get fixed it's going to get done it's going to be a lot of people arguing back and forth uh we're all going to be in bars yelling at one another at one point and then eventually uh it'll all get worked out it just it just will so um I, I am 100% confident that this thing will get done and the Brewers will remain. This city, this group of legislators, would be the largest amount of morons on the face of the earth to ever lose a Major League Baseball franchise. Correct. They, Thank They you. just would. They just would. There is no way in hell, no way, that... And I don't care what side of the fence you fall—Republican or Democrat, or down the middle, or independent, or whatever the hell you are. There is no way any governor in this state of Wisconsin, there is no way a legislator in the state of Wisconsin, and there is no way anybody that's sitting on a seat in the city of Milwaukee would say, "Ah, to hell with it, let him go," because unless, of course, you're on your way out of office anyway. But you will go down in the annals of history as one of the biggest morons in the state of Wisconsin to ever ever spew words and there is always one horse's ass that has to have some kind of stand up jump on a soapbox i'm sticking up for my constituency knowing in the back of your mind that if you're the deciding vote you're going to vote for it but there's always that that uh, i got to show face to instead of doing what's right you want to you want to pontificate for you know what you know is crap and that's the problem I have with politics. Just speak your mind and just be honest about it. And if that's truly the way you feel and you get voted out of office, don't complain. You know. And then when they leave, then how, how dare you complain about it? Oh, God, that's going to be such a beautiful green space. Oh, we got a giant green stadium, a paperweight down there. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to watch the grass grow around it. There's onion. It's going to be, you know what it's going to be like? It's going to be like that neighborhood, that one person in the neighborhood that has a really crappy yard and the car is sitting out front and the tires are flat and onion grass is growing out of the gas tank. That's going to be what happens to American Family Field. There you go. Uh, 877 And by the way, the brewers are putting in a hundred million bucks. It's not everything everybody wants. I get it, but they are putting in a hundred million bucks. And if you're going to build a billion dollar facility for, for the Pfizer forum to, to, to keep the Milwaukee bucks in town, you're not going to turn around for 600 million or 500 million and, and let the, let the brewers walk out the door. It's just the dumbest thing. So let's not be stupid here. Uh, What else do we have? Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, speaking of the Brewers, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, gonna, it's Tuesday. You know what that means? We're going to talk to our buddy uh, Chuck Freeman. Frames is going to join us in the Lockdown Brewers podcast. We're going to talk with him because I have put the dagger in the Cubs, it's over, it's done. The Milwaukee Brewers, the National League Central champions for the 2023 season, now they're off and running. They're in St. Louis. It's just kind of a bunch of formalities before they get to the end of the season and start to work themselves into playoff mode. But we, but, the, but the season for the Milwaukee Brewers and the job that Craig Council has done, done, over, over. The Brewers are the National League Central champions. We're going to talk with, with uh, Chuck Freeman about it coming up next. Stay tuned. More on the Bill Michael Show right after this.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Terrific place speaking of going downtown. And they run shuttles, too, so uh, you can stay safe that way. But and that's our friends at Northern Lights Photo and Event Studio. Northern Lights Event Venue. And uh, last weekend, they had a, uh, a really nice Packer Party down there, uh, Packer Watch Party. So uh, they've expanded beyond just the Wednesday nights. If you're looking for a place to go, and uh, if you're looking for a place to go and watch on huge, enormous screens <laughs> the game, uh, that's a place to do it. Do it. Northern Lights dot com. That's Northern Lights dot com. Stop down there and uh, check it out for yourself. All right. Joining us now, our buddy uh, Chuck Freeman uh, from the Lockdown Brewers podcast, joining us on the hotline. And Chucker, I declared it the other night. I said, uh, you know, fly the L. Uh, I think I said biatches to the Cubs fans, but uh, it's over. The Brewers have won the National League Central. They're six (laughs) games up with 12 to play, which means they'd have to lose every game or at least half of their games, and the Cubs have to win every game from here on out. It's done. Cubs fans are complaining and bitching at me. That's fine. I'll take it because I think they're obnoxious pieces of crap anyway. So let's talk about the Brewers heading towards the postseason right now. What does the next 12 games mean over the next two weeks for this team? You
4: know, it's funny. On that same theme, Last night, they lost one nothing to Wainwright. And normally, if they lose a game against the Cardinals, I'm like all upset about it. And not that I wanted to see Waino get his 200th win, but I wasn't even all that upset because the Brewers have built up a nice little cushion, and I agree with you. I mean, this is almost set in stone. I don't want to go there just completely yet, but I feel so good about the Brewers winning the division title. A game I lost last night to the Cardinals
0: that even bothered me. They're <laughs> it. like, oh, well, you know, we'll get them tomorrow. Right, right? So let me ask you this. Yeah. Down the stretch, what? give me the positive. As you start to look forward to the postseason, because everybody knows Atlanta is just a powerhouse, and the, and the Dodgers really aren't that far behind them. So as you start to look forward, not that I'm sitting here saying that the season is all lost if they lose in the postseason because nobody really expected the Brewers to be there anyway, maybe fighting for a wild card, but certainly not winning the division. But what positives are we looking at right now to say, hey, thi- this is trending in a good direction for the Brewers to go to the postseason? Well,
4: the Brewers are just pitching so well. In their last four losses, their pitching, all of their pitching has given up a total of five earned runs, four losses, and only five earned runs. I I was thinking last night, on my podcast, I said last night, the pitch, starting pitching is so good, but Brandon Woodruff has been even better than great. He's a, he to me, I almost want to start Brandon Woodruff in Game One of a Wild Card Series, Bill.
2: Mm-hmm. In his
4: last 31 starts, he's 15 and three. This month of September, he's 4-0, and he's got an ERA of .43. Nothing against Corbin Burns. Nothing at all against Corbin Burns. He, you know, he's had a couple of hiccups, but he's been great. But Woodruff right now is just pitching on a different level. I would love to have Woodruff start Game One. I feel more confident. Comp- confident with Woodruff than I would in Burns, and that's odd to say because Burns is a Cy Young Award winner a few years ago, and since he's won the Cy Young, he's taken over the aces spot, but man, I would love to see Woody get the ball in game one against whoever it might be.
0: Uh, I would agree with you, and here's the other reason why because for whatever reason, Corbin Burns, when he goes to the Hill, they don't hit. For whatever reason, they don't hit. So I would all, I would go with, with Woodruff in a one game, uh, turnaround. I I'd do that in a heartbeat just because maybe the yeah. mentality changes or something. Cause, uh, poor Corbin Burns can't get uh, run support to save his life. Let's talk about that real quick, because right now, give me the thoughts on the, the Brewers offense and who is getting the job done.
4: Oh boy. That's a, that's a shorter conversation than who's not getting the job done offense. Right. Uh, because you know, last couple of games they've struggled and, uh, Offensively, they didn't—they did not hit for Woody on Sunday. I'll say this, um, but um, who is getting uh, Contreras? To me, is their off, is their MVP. He is their offensive MVP. Each and every game, he's been productive. I mean, anytime you get an alert on your phone, I, I when a run a score, I get a, I get the alerts, and it's always Contreras scored, hit a home run, batted in a run. It's always Contreras. Contreras. Contreras is always part of it, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. I wish the Brewers went with a little bit more of a set lineup, Bill. Uh, Bryce Terang, I I said this on my podcast, I almost want to see Monasterio as the everyday second baseman. I know Bryce Terang brings such flashy defense, and he's the, short, the second baseman of the future and all that. But I sure as hope he gets better offensively going forward in, in years to come. I'm cutting him a lot of slack because he's a rookie but you can't have a second baseman who's hitting 220 if you want to win championships. And not that is my second baseman of the future, but right now he seems to have, be having better at-bats than Terang. So I like Monasterio at second base. They're going to continue to run Josh Donaldson, I think, out at third base. And, you know, after initial explosion there offensively, uh, you know, getting on base at least, he had a home run uh, a couple of Saturday nights ago. Nice, cool days back to being the Josh Donaldson that we saw at the New York Yankees. So, but I'd like to see Monasterio as my everyday second baseman. If we're going to play Josh Donaldson every day at third base, and the outfield, you know, you know, Canna has been this a steady performer. You can't take his bat out of the lineup. I never want to see Canna not in that lineup. You got to play him every game. And I'm telling you, that home run he hit Saturday night, Bill Canna's that grand slam. To me, that's the that's the offensive moment of the season when he hit that electrifying home run. And he's running around the bases on Saturday night, and the lights are flashing at and Field. It was just a cool, cool moment. That to me, that was a mm-hmm. special moment of 2023 so far.
0: Yeah, I uh, I would agree. I mean, we've had a couple of good ones. You know, Sal Freelick obviously coming up, and the day that uh, you know he became a big leaguer and such was pretty mm-hmm. cool. And certainly Garrett Mitchell. But I, I agree with you. That was that was one of those moments when you thought, okay, uh, I, I wow. keep harkening back, and I. I I, and I know this is completely out of the realm of of, of norm, but I think about back to when the Reds, uh, when Johnny Bench hit a home run against the Yankees, and Sparky Anderson pops off the bench and says, we're now going to be world champion, Sugar Bear, and keeps, keeps repeating that. That was one of those, we're now going to win the division. The division is ours. We're going to the postseason. We're playoff-bound moments in brewers history for when that home run that 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 big hit happened that was one of my okay they've just won the division now let's move on to the postseason moments you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
4: yeah it was you're right it was the sparky anderson god i miss managers like sparky anderson Yeah. yeah sparky could be the nice sparky could be the nicest guy to deal with after a win but after a loss oh my god you know, some of those old school rugby <laughs> managers, right. the Ralph Hawks, the Sparky, and as I just had a right. flashback when he was with, with the Tigers, but man, Sparky could take any team and he could take your team and beat your team with the last place team. That's how good of a manager he was. Everywhere he went, you know, Detroit or uh, Cincinnati, I mean, he'd, he'd take lousy teams with Detroit and, and make them contenders. But yeah, that was that, that Saturday night moment. That was the first pitch home run grand slam. Um, game set and match, uh, and they, they beat Washington. It just was, man, It just, just even thought, thinking about it right now, just a cool moment. I was no-doubter home run, too.
0: So when you start to stack this team up against the other teams that could end up in the postseason, should up into the postseason, will end up in the postseason, and, I, you know, again, uh, you've got the Cubs that are standing there, the Reds that are standing there. They're, you know, when you talk about the wild card and the possibilities and such, uh, you've still got Cincinnati, Chicago, Arizona, Philadelphia. Uh, those teams you could end up facing. So give me your thoughts as the Brewers stack up against Cincinnati, Chicago, Arizona, Philadelphia. Because we know Atlanta got their number in the regular season. Atlanta was just dominant, and the Dodgers are also problematic. But the rest of this, this, uh, well, this wild card lineup, give me your thoughts there.
4: Uh, I think Philadelphia, and I said this a few weeks ago, I think Philadelphia might be – third best team of the National League. I'm not disrespecting the Brewers here, but I think with, at one point they were flying so high offensively, you know, with with Harper and and you look at their lineup, their lineup is way better than Mm the Brewers. I would take that Philadelphia lineup, them and the Braves got just explosive lineups. Um, So man, but then the Brewers got better pitching than both of those teams. Um, So yeah, I mean, I, I would hate to face Philadelphia in the postseason. Those are the big three. Philadelphia, you're going to have to face them, obviously, once you get out of the wild card. But, you know, Philadelphia is a good team. I mean, that 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 really is a solid, solid team. Those Here's are— Here's
0: another—go ahead. Those
4: three right there are, are legit World Series teams.
0: Here's one thing to think about in this series against the Cardinals. If the Brewers win— I think it's if they win and the Philadelphia Phillies or, no, excuse me. If the Brewers win and the Cubs or the Reds win, the Brewers will then have knocked the Cardinals uh, completely out of contention for a postseason spot. And the E will then go next to the Cardinals' name, standing for eliminated, which is kind of cool to how think cool about, is that? too. Yeah.
4: How, how cool is that? But I mean, like last night, I mean, those, those, and, and I'm, I, 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 I don't like Cardinals fans. I don't like anything about the Cardinals. But I'll say this. Their team is in last place. You know, they're 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 on the bottom and uh they have nothing to play for last night. But Wayne out there getting his two hundredth win and they're up there cheering like it's right. game seven of the World Series. And, they, and yeah. you would have guessed it was the St. Louis Cardinals who were playoff contenders, and that game meant a lot. Who would have guessed when the schedule came out when the season started, Bill? or you know before the season came out actually last year but when you looked at the schedule and you saw they play st louis at the end of the season that it would be actually the brewers having a six and a half game lead going into that series
0: (laughs) right right i completely agree with you 100 uh chuck before i let you go uh one question is is this the year that finally craig council wins manager of the year well he should there's no there's no doubt i mean he's He's not only American league manager
4: of the year. He's baseball manager of the year. There's no doubt. He's taken a team that's got very little offense, lots of moving parts, terrific pitching staff, and he's got them 18, 19, 20 games over the 500 mark. There's nobody who's done a better job than council. He should have won it in 2018. He should have won it in 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll take it this year. He, he 2021. I thought he should have won it. Um, I, i'll take it this year i think there's he's got to win it but you know what we're we're good at this state bill we're good at winning coaches awards we're winning mvps we we win winning we're great at winning all these individual awards what eludes us except for the 2021 bucks is, is, the, is the championships right. that's what we need to get more of we we win the mvps we get all these postseason awards but let's start stacking up some championships
0: yeah, uh, real quick before I let you go, uh, also, we were sitting here talking about this whole stadium issue, and I know there's a lot of banter going on back and forth about it. I'm sure you deal with it in the Lockdown Brewers podcast, and the Brewers are going to kick in $100 million bucks in this proposed $600 million deal and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I just feel 100% confident sitting here today. As much as I do that the Brewers are winning the division, I also feel 100% confident the Brewers aren't going anywhere, and there's nobody in this state that's going to let them go anywhere. How confident are you that this whole deal just is a bunch of hot air and eventually gets done?
4: Uh, it's going to be a political football, but I agree with you 150%. They're, they're staying. I never really thought they were going to leave in the first place. I don't want to hear this talk from politicians saying, well, it's cheaper to keep the team. It's cheaper to keep them, you know, like a divorce. It's cheaper to keep them right. uh, than they go. I mean, that's not the reason to keep this team, because if if we don't keep the Brewers, somebody else will. But right. I mean, they're 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 our team. Yeah, they've not they don't have any World Championships, but they're our team. We need to keep them here, and I think they're staying. Now, this whole package here, I think it's going to get reworked a few times, but I think in some form of that bill, I think it'll get passed. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep the team here through our lifetime at least.
0: I believe so, too. Chuck, great stuff as always, uh, and we'll talk again next week, okay? Yeah, Bill, real quick, find me on YouTube. Go to Locked On Brewers. Search Locked On Brewers on YouTube. Hit
4: the subscribe button. Hit the like button there. I'm on YouTube. Hit Locked On Brewers. Go to Google, Spotify, Apple, all your podcasts downloads. Locked On Brewers, Monday through Friday, we download 30-minute episodes and talk Brewer baseball every day.
0: There you go. Locked on Brewers podcast, Chuck Freeman. Chugger, good stuff. We'll talk to you again. You got it, Michael. See pal. There you go. That's our buddy Chuck Freeman joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. And uh, speaking of going to YouTube, go to YouTube and watch his stuff there with the Locked on Brewers podcast. Also, don't forget our show every damn day. Every damn day right there on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. Smash the like button. Smash the subscribe button and the follow button. And we appreciate you hanging out with us. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Speaking of that, coming up right after this.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping?
2: I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements when the Pella people left. You had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do.
3: Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details, offers end at 9-30-2023.
0: Good to have you back. Hey, uh, pay attention over to their Facebook page, both Sloppy Joe's, Saloon and Spoon, and Hubertus. And smoke on the water on Okachi Lake, because uh, the fall motorcycle ride is coming up in the middle of October during the bye week. And if you ride a motorcycle... And you want to chime in and you want to be a part of it, you can. Why do I promote this? Because uh, Joe Hennis has always been a big supporter of Fisher House, Wisconsin. And his motorcycle ride uh, goes in part, proceeds-wise, to uh, Fisher House. So uh, we'll be there. I'll be there during the bye week. I'm not taking off and getting out of town or anything. We're going to head over to Sloppy Joe's and be a part of that. So hopefully you will as well. But uh, you can. They've got a lot of great stuff that goes on, whether it's Smoke on the Water or Okachi Lake. Or Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus in Hubertus, but they do a lot of good stuff, and this is going to be one of those uh, one of those things that they do, and they're doing it in benefit of Fisher House, Wisconsin. So please, if you can, uh, come out and support them, and uh, we'll give you more details as it gets closer. But kind of put it on your calendar during the bye week. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, <laughs> the uh. Well, Michael says he's glad that uh, we're digging for the truth. Um, I, I just notice what is. It's not that I'm digging. It, it's, I think that there is going back, and he's talking about the Bakhtiari stuff. Look, I, I'm not. I don't know. I I don't know for sure what the only thing I can judge my opinions on is what we do know, and what is or isn't being said. When questions aren't being answered directly, when every other question about every other player that's, that's nicked up in some way, shape, or form is pretty much answered, answered directly. When you ask Matt LaFleur about, say, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, guys that have gotten nicked up, he doesn't get upset. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't get t- contentious with the media. You bring up Bakhtiari, and it's like you just told him, you know, you have to put on sandpaper underwear inside out and go running down the street, so it just chafes you unbelievably. So why, why is that an area of contentiousness? Because we ask about it? That's our job. He's the highest-paid player you have. He was the most outspoken about playing on turf. <laughs> You know, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to do this job to say, hey, there's there's a correlation here. And then when asked, is that part of this decision, he gets upset. So is he getting upset because, one, A, that he would never allow a player to dictate to him when he will and will not play or set that precedent with inside his locker room? Or B, is it that a player is dictating to him when he will and will not play? And that precedent is being dictated to him. Now, let me say this. Think about this for a minute, okay? Here's here's the thing. If, I feel like Lee Corso again. I'm holding my pen. If the question would be, and I'm thinking as a head coach how I would answer these questions politically correct. If you want to make a statement, if, say, a reporter says, hey, Bill. David Bakhtiari not playing. Is this because he just doesn't want to play on turf? My response would be, listen to me. He's banged up. His knee has been an issue. We do everything we can to keep him for the long haul, not for the short haul. And, and this is where I would step in and I would say, and let me say this, no player will ever dictate when they will will and will not play because of the surroundings. If you're able to play, you play. I would never allow that precedent inside my locker room. And that is a coach, a man, wrapping his arms around the organization and saying, this blank won't happen on my watch. Right? And that ends the speculation. It ends it. Instead, you get, oh, well, we, God, we've been dealing with this for two years. Oh, oh no, I, I, I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm not talking about it. no, no. Ah! And running away. It's like, come on. So what do you have to deal with? Ah, I think it's obvious. So just saying. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. No, Jason, I don't know better than that. You act like you do, but you don't. I go by what is stated, the way it's said, and again, I look at what evidence is sitting there. Does David Bakhtiari have a knee issue? Absolutely, 100% agree. To what extent? We don't know. You don't know, and you're the ones. You're the one that's talking about all this. Uh, you know, reports of drainage and swelling and all the different problems. Where? I went back and I started Googling a little while ago. I'm looking for all the. There's nothing referenced going this year. It's all referenced going to 2022. Nothing. Nothing that's been reported that's been in writing that I've seen. No Sports Illustrated, no Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, no State Journal, none of it. I haven't seen it. So if it's there, please send me the link. I'd love to see it. 877-867-1670. Hit me up. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. Another hour yet to go coming up right after this.